This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Free. Jordana, such a pleasure to be back here with you. As always, yes. Uh, Jared, I feel like you have been killing it on the both TikTok, general <laughs> Instagram uh, commentary. You're what this nation has needed. I hope you this run mean, in well, 2024. Th- this means a lot to me. You are a tastemaker, and I'm putting a lot of taste out there. So it, it is. It's very much appreciated to hear from you. I'm. I've I've gotten into this Instagram influencer character, and I'm putting it on my TikTok as well. I I just think there's like a, it's like great. I'm not I I'm not a political comedian. By any means, I, I think I'm right. stupid when it comes. I don't know enough. I don't think of myself highly as far as like a respected source for information. And 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 for anyone listening right now, um, we're taping at one o'clock on the day after the election. We know as much as you knew at Wednesday at one o'clock. So we're gonna go through with the show just like we always would again. If you have an email related to the UAP podcast and election and your relationship. Yeah, we're going to take them. We're going to go through them. But for now, we're going to do the show as is. We have a great, you know, right, Jordana? We have all these emails yeah. lined up and that's what it is. So, but I, I do think for me, I do, um, fee, you know, have a sense of how I feel when I see certain people on social media. And that's kind of my sweet spot to come in to make some jokes. And this is, Right now, it's the time of year for me uh, to make those jokes, I think. Yes, for sure. I feel like the influencers are at their their peak influencer-y, like... <laughs> peak uh, unawareness. Right, peak unawareness of their, like, annoyingness. And just also of the fact that they are doing what they're, like... Like, the like you, you did the whole thing about the I Voted sticker, which was sure. great. It was sent around in my in my friend group chat. We were talking about about that. It was just very on the nose. And it's funny It's because it's like, unless you're like the first, there's like a critical mass after which you see this everywhere where you're like, you would think some people would be like, I can't even post this because it's just yeah. too many people have done it. It's overdone. They, they never um, know that too many people have done it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's, where you come, that's where you come in. Well, that's where I try to come in. And I'm trying, you know, comedy is about being, as early as possible. It's, it's the opposite right. of that. Like I want to be, I want to do the video before anyone has already done it or it's been, the joke has been made a thousand times. Like if I, if I had a penny for every time I got sent, um, you know, charcuterie is just adult Lunchables to me. <laughs> I would be a billionaire and I would never have to like do another video again because that joke's been done. It, it, right. Someone was original and then everyone after was on. So my goal, goal is to try and not be unoriginal, but Again, though, you know, with the influencer world, I the sticker thing has always been something that like feels performative. It feels people are proud of themselves for having the sticker on, which I get that. I think that's great. But also there's a point like with the picture. So and then the influencer taking that sticker. And I just had this dream of like I even tweeted it. I was like, my dream is to have 
a Karen video get out there of an influencer yelling at a poll worker because they ran out of stickers. And that <laughs> it came to life. Vision, and it came, <laughs> vision came achieved. Life. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, no, it's funny. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I'm on the pulse of general, like, you know, social media and mm. comedy. So I get what you're saying, but I feel like I am this person you're talking about when it comes to fashion. Like I'm okay. doing, I'm like getting on the trend as it's dying. <laughs> and I'm like the like the last year I remember I wore like the leopard print skirt. Do you remember? I don't know. You probably don't I remember the le- oh leopard. I did a yeah. tweet about that leopard print skirt. And then it looked like the Sahara Desert out here in New York City. Yeah, I wore it on my at my birthday I think last year. Um, and I just say like if you want to know if a trend is dead, it's because like I'm like I finally caught on, and now That's it's funny. dead. Um, I just got really into Jake Crew. Okay, so is that, like, was that a trend? I, I mean, like, no, I'm saying like it was a trend in like probably like the 90s. It was like the <laughs> now it's kind of, they went bankrupt, and then I was like, let me check out J. Crew, and so yeah, <laughs> I, I I think it's for fashion. You're you're right. I mean, but for fashion, at least if it looks good on you, no one really like. I think that's like you, I think you know, people the fashion in police. Fa- I think well, I think there. Are, I'm saying people in fashion, kind of like you in comedy, oh. are like are like I can't like. This 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 I voted thing is so dead or like this, you know what I mean? This charcuterie joke is so dead. I feel like the sure. fashion people probably look at me and they're like, this is dead. Like, how do you not realize that this is dead? That this is like not cool. <laughs> it, it, it is funny, though, with the influencers. I think the reason they kind of don't see that they're doing the thing again and again um, is because, th- you know, again, this podcast can be a tough podcast for people to listen to. We're being honest. We're uh, about dating things that you know people take very personally, and I totally understand that. I understand someone going, "I was listening, but I had to turn it off. It related too much to me, or I couldn't hear that yet." Like you know what I mean? Right. Like I, I understand that perspective, and I think with influencers and the reason they become easier to make fun of and why people enjoy it is they live in the follower economy. Like you know, like they are trying to hold on to everyone they can. So. The only way to hold on to as many people as possible is to take out your opinion, to just go with the flow, to go right. with the you know the river and the and the currents of social. Okay, as long as the internet has approved it, I am okay. That's why ride the trend. Yeah, ride the train. That's why charcuters are the new lunchables. That it'll be done again and again because you really know everyone agrees with you. There's nothing to offend. Right. And yeah, so, speaking of the charcuterie, I mean, like you, I, I, uh, I didn't tag you purposely in my charcuterie board that I posted sure. last night on an election election night, and um, and then I, I had a feeling it might come back to haunt me anyway. I was like, should I post this? <laughs> I feel like it's sort of uh, in this realm. I had like a cheeky comment to go with it, and then you did, and then I mean, it wasn't even I wasn't offended. It was it was Mike who made it, so well, I was like. See, like you should have put a little more effort in. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I got sent, everyone sent me yours. They're like, how are you not going to talk about Jordana's at charcuterie? And I'm like, she didn't, and I'm like, she didn't tag me. This was done on purpose. I have a feeling. And then I, I mean, I've, I've shown up to people's houses and they're like, we were going to do a charcuterie, but we didn't want to like get into it. Friend. Like, people are <laughs> like, I've ruined my own life. I'm just now not eating cheese and meat anymore because of this. But when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is meat heavy. And I was like, this is very. And the joke I made was that you just killed an elk and, and, and brought out the meat from the elk. 
But it looked like a man made the board, which yeah, is well, it's funny. When Mike made it, I was like, you didn't want to roll up the prosciutto? The prosciutto? And he was like, I'm just going to unroll it. I'll just lay it out. Sure. I'm like, well, that's not an artistic way to look at anything. But It, it legitimately looked like he opened the package and then just placed it on without without the <laughs> without the uh, and it's in my highlights. If anyone wants to see it, I don't know if I can still if we can still get married now after seeing his board. Listen, I uh, I I can't agree or disagree with that statement. I you know you have to do you. You have to go with your feelings. What uh what are we talking about today? Speaking of relationships and Mike and what's going on. So um. I obviously haven't really been on a dating app besides ship when I swipe for other people myself in a while, but it seems mm. like there is a new like GPS feature on some sure. of these apps where they tell you where the actual person is. Has that always been around or is that newish? So there's always been the idea that you can see where someone is when they open up the app that, that idea may have gone forward and I asked some people, and I think right now, based on the emails we're getting and the people I asked, this is something you can that people are trusting, but they don't know for sure. So the idea okay. that, like, I'm pretty sure when you open the app, you can see, oh, I'm so and so far away, or or I'm in Boston versus New York. Or you can see that a location, however many change. miles away, or something. right, okay, oh uh, yeah, exactly. And so now, and and like most of these things, you know how they say. Like most technology comes from war or porn. Okay. Like like who they say that? it's it's been said before. I don't know who said this. Most but. technology made for men, that sounds like <laughs> well, yeah. fine. Um but most things are derived from something that was created to create more porn or more war. Okay. So like, you know, the idea that like you have your cell phone technology was once like streaming was once the invention of some dude who was like, I got to see this porn faster, you know? Right. So like, that's kind of where it all comes from. But I, I think the same goes for stalking. Like most, <laughs> most dating questions are derived from a woman who was worried about a guy she was dating. So it's kind of goes the same for these questions because it feels like a lot of women are seeing someone, they're in that phase where they're like, not sure, but they're, 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 they're enjoying they're it, but it. not sure. Right. And then they're opening up the dating app because both parties have the right to open it up at this point in the relationship. And they're seeing something they don't right. want to see. Well, a lot of the times it's not even that the, they're not sure. Maybe they're sure or they're into it. They know they're into it, but mm. they know they've been dating long enough to know that they shouldn't be putting all of their eggs in one basket. Yeah. And so like they're, you know, they've been around the block. They're trying to like, still entertain other options even if they're like sure. still kind of into this one person and, and and the idea that like they can open up a dating app there there's no rules against them you know like like it's just like understanding that like hey we're both all we're both seeing each other but we're on the apps and right. it's it's this mix that is very hard to figure out and we're going to see in these emails that we have it's really hard to figure out the practical versus the romantic. Like you don't want the romantic ruined too much by the practical and you don't want to go too far with the romantic without thinking of the practical. 
Well, yeah, I mean, like speaking of like overplayed jokes, I think someone has made that joke about The Bachelor where it's like this is happening in real life yes. all the time, except for now it's just happening right in front of you when you're on yeah. The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. A man dating 30 other women? Yeah, that's called Tinder. Yeah, I... Right. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've, I've seen that around, but, but that that's sort of the true... Th- it's true. like, it's just take, it almost just takes away the illusion that someone is only dating you. Yeah, I mean, both of us wouldn't want to go sit with our partners and go through every text we sent from the time we started hooking up to the time we became an official relationship. Yeah, that'd be very dangerous. Well, I'm saying both of us, <laughs> yeah. you're a right. woman or a man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, th- these are we're two adults that are admitting right now that the texts on our phones, if we like strip them out over like from this date to this date, it would be hard to, if if we had to see it from our partners or if they had to see it from us. It would be difficult right. to Wouldn't digest. Would be good for anyone. It, this is the but this is the reality of 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 dating and having like, you know, again with the election is like you know everyone is processing all knowledge, all information. And it's like some of us would be better served to not to like have go less to sleep until the end. Yeah, like some of us like would be better served uh, in our anxieties and and just in a world where you don't have all the information. And some people would scream back at that and go, "That's a privilege." I understand that too, but I'm saying like there was a time. Where you got the paper every every morning and that was the information you got and you went to work and you had your day. There was a time where you dated someone and you went out on one dates one through three and those are the moments you had together except for a phone call, you know, between them. Right. So, you know, I again, we all want more. We all live in 2020 and the realities of it, but it, it can be hurt, hurtful right. and Just- tough. Right. Just because we can have more doesn't mean we necessarily, some of us should. Um, should or need it or it's good for us or it, it, again this is the reason this podcast exists How, what can i get over what should i not get over and or what should i let as a path it's hard it's real and i i want to make sure everyone knows that before we get into these emails because they like these are really i was reading these and i was like it's really hard to tell someone like oh that's fine but that's not fine you know right well, that's sort of, I think, the, also the nature of this podcast. That not everything is sort of lives in the gray somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, we we have to make decisions based on like information that is not necessarily always like you're evil or you're good. Yeah, so, it, it's somewhere in between. We're all, you know, we're all kind of fine. <laughs> you know. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x 
If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Do we want to read these emails? Yeah, get into let's it? do it. Let's do it. All right. So sh- so the first uh, the first person writes, hey, Jared and Jordana, I'm curious to know your opinion about a situation I've encountered. I've been dating a guy for a few weeks, five to six ish. And a few times we've made loose plans that he later backs out of making some legitimate sounding excuse. Anyway, we live in the same town and I've been I've been to his place and know the part of town that he frequents to go out about a two mile difference. Most recently, he backed out of our Halloween plans after fearing he may have COVID. He got a test, but won't know the results until after the weekend. Since we matched on a dating app that gives you the match's location, I know his usual distance when he's home. On the night he bailed on plans, he was at home for some time, according to his distance, but then he changed it to be in the area that he goes out in. Now I feel like as though he backed out of our plans to do something else when he claimed to be quarantining. I did ask him if he happened to be out that night, and he said no. Am I putting too much trust into this location provided by the dating app? Is something is this something I address with him? Um, thinking what would I? I'm gonna. It says WWJD, and um, I'm gonna assume it means what would Jared and Jordana do? Since I would assume it's that. both of us. Yeah. Uh, what would the I Jays ign- do? What would the Jays do? There you go. Do I ignore the location evidence, quote unquote, and address that it sucks for him uh, to back out of plans? Cheers. GPS batch. See, that's tough. Like, again, you know, do we want to read both emails because we had a related one or do yeah. we want to start with this? Well, that one, I read both of these, which made me think this was like a, a thing. Usually it's when a we thing. Get multiple, yeah. I got this on my podcast uh, as well. This is something people are seeing and it's in again, like that's why I understand it's hard. Like she's been with this guy five to six weeks. She said a few things that like, listen, you're five to six weeks in, you're trying to decide is this person a trustworthy partner and they're doing untrustworthy things while also she writes backing out of plans. Right. That part to me was the most like the most almost important part of it but yeah. let me read the second one too sure. so someone wrote hi jj is checking the bumble geolocator on your bumble matches profile spying twice now the story the guys told me didn't line up with his geolocation 
the first time I stumbled on it, the second time I was suspicious and checked their location and saw it was different than what they, they said. In both cases, it was early on. And I was glad to find out early that it wasn't a good match for me. People seem to be clueless about this feature. What do you think? <laughs> People seem to be clueless except for all the women that are emailing into this show. You know, like I think right. the men, I think a lot of men are clueless. Yeah, I could see. I, I mean, like, we haven't gotten any emails from men about the geolocator. Uh, yeah, I think, that, I think what these men are doing is they're backing out of dates, which, listen, that's, you know, that happens. They're going out with friends. They're finding options that are more casual or more, you know, fun for them. And then they're going in the bathroom to take a piss and they're swiping on the app, not realizing that that opening of the app is what outs them as lying to these people. Right. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They're lying, right? Both of these people are lying. I'm but- living in, yeah, I'm living in the reality that they're lying because that, listen, like you can say whatever you want, but that that's just not, right. it just can't be true, yeah. Well, I think there's like different kinds of lying early in a relationship. There's lying by omission, and then there's like, there's like almost uh, a more intentional lying, Yep. if that makes sense. So these don't really seem to be lying by, um, well, they're sort of in between. Actually, they, they're kind of both in some ways mm-hmm. because it's not because it's not like they're trying to be deceptive, but they're also like don't want to tell you things which are going to be rude and upset you. So like if I asked if I if, if a guy asked me on a date and I had another date that night, I wouldn't say let's say he asked me on a second date, I, but I was interested in the in the guy. I would say and I had plans, whatever I had, I had a date with someone else. And he asked me on a date. I wouldn't say I can't, I have a date with someone else. I would say, Oh, I have, I have plans or I can't, I can't go out tonight. I have an early sure. meeting tomorrow or something like that. I wouldn't tell them the truth because that's not like socially acceptable. Yeah. The, and I wouldn't want to like be rude to them or like make them feel bad. And also in that scenario, you're saying, I don't know where I stand with this guy, but I do kind of like him. I don't want to lose him. Right. And I think that like almost every person has done that at some point. I mean, unless you were like truly not seeing anyone but that one person, which isn't necessarily even like a good thing. Yeah. Or the reality in 90% of cases. Like, I think like for these people, you know, the hard part with like seeing that their location is different than what these people thought is like, I would assume you want to know, okay, I know they're being nice enough to keep me as an option. And if you don't know that, that's what they're doing. These guys are keeping you as an option. But what type of option are they keeping me as? Do they like me so much from those dates, but they're still just, we're in that casual mode where they're leaving out this information, uh, but they want to make sure like we ease into this thing? Or do they only think of me as a hookup and they're doing this to outright find more hookups like right because both could be true that and and because this is a lot of the issues people have when they email us they're like does he like me or not in both these cases i would say that both these guys like them enough to not end it because they want to have you at their disposal at some other time i don't know what type of disposal they want you at though that's the thing right well i mean with the first guy to me this is like almost worse than the second situation because they're he's canceling plans with her Mm -hmm. to go to go do something else and lying Mm -hmm. about it, which to me is different than, than not making the plan in the first place or, 
or just not telling someone that you happen to be on a date with someone. I think you could still really like someone and go on a date with someone else in an early phase of, of going out with them. Mm -hmm. But I don't think if you truly like that person, you would cancel the plan to, to go do this more casual hookup perhaps, or to go out with someone else. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, again, these are what you're saying is correct. Like, uh, if we go to the first email, the idea that on Halloween he bailed because he was, uh, according to his distance, but then, so this is on Halloween, right? Yeah. The idea, like it's, it's not one lie. There's a series of lies here right. to me, like that make this depth there, you know, like, I mean, once uh, you're in it, what are you going to do? Like, you, you kind of have to go with your lie and get deeper ingrained in your sure. lie versus like, he's not going to be like, well, what did you wind up going out? And then he's going to like, he's already like told her that he's not going out. Why would he change but, that? But I guess you're right. I, I, I would say just the, I've been to his place and I know that uh, he backed out of our Halloween plans is different than. Hey, I can't do Thursday. You're right. This is a, but back to the Halloween plans. You have to put that with just something we talked about on last week's or two weeks ago's episode where it's like he chose on Halloween to not hang out with you. Okay. It was COVID related. Okay. That takes it out of, he won't date me because of hot, you know, he's looking for strange on Halloween. Okay. <laughs> then you see his location change to an area with bars that he goes out to frequently and you go, okay, that means he is the, the COVID thing was a lie. And now he's out looking for different women on Halloween because that is the hookup night of the year. That's the night you're going to find someone where, you know, Halloween's kind of the night of casual. So to me, he's told you exactly what this five to six weeks ish means to him, which is, Nothing. He, he sees this as... <laughs> Which is absolutely nothing. Well, he sees it as casual. This past five or six weeks has meant nothing to him. He, well, it, it, he's not ready to... He's not where you are at five or six weeks. You were well, at Halloween. We spend together. We made plans. And then at Halloween, he goes, oh, I can just say COVID and I'll, that'll probably get me out of it. And what's she to know? It'll be fun. I'll go out with my buddies and we'll go to a bar and we'll wave at someone from 20 feet away and see if they'll come over to our table, you know? Right. I agree. I think this is an isolated incident might not be that big of a deal if she were truly into him. But I think that alongside with the I think you have to like, again, you have to you have to look at all the evidence. So, so the backing out in five to six weeks more than one time on previously made plans yes. to me is like that's evidence of like someone not really prioritizing spending time with you or kind of like being open to other options that are not spending time with you. Yeah, well, that's the point where you switch the perspective. Do I want to date someone who's backed out of dates multiple times with me? Okay, right. do I like him more than the amount of times he's backed out? If it's yes, then you have to make a decision of saying, hey, I saw your location change. I have a feeling you went out that night. Tell me I'm wrong because I'm looking for something serious. Like, this is where the conversation changes. This is where you... Right again, she can also say, fuck you. He backed out so many times. I'm out and send a text ending with him. Hey, uh, I feel di really disrespected that you would, you know, back out on Halloween. In addition, I saw your location change. It doesn't feel like you were too worried about COVID. If you're willing to get in an Uber or go, you know, to the store. So, and you know, it's not like you asked me to help you out because I'm here for you. I'm, I'm enjoying getting to know you. 
I'm going to end this now. She can do that. That's, that's her right. But if she's like, listen, the backing out, I get it. It's early in the relationship. I'm backing out of shit too. Hey, I'm having a good time with you, but I saw that you were out on Halloween. Your location changed on Bumble. I was at home. I'm looking through the app. Um, what do you have to say about that? He can, and because I'm not going to keep going with someone who isn't taking me seriously and is looking to like go out on Halloween and kind of lie to me. Like that's, those are two different conversations. Right. But I think they're both good conversations because they're both sort of forcing that, that check in to where the relationship stands between the two of you. And that's the nice part of someone fucking up is you get to like sort of, sometimes you get, it helps you expedite that conversation because you have a reason to have it. It's not like pulled out of thin air. And so I think we should be using these opportunities, like almost thinking of them as a good thing in some ways, because you're like, now this is an excuse to check Mm -hmm. on the status of the relationship because something seems because now it's now it's clear that someone's on different page than you. Absolutely. I'm with you. But then it brings us to our next question. Is checking the Bumble geolocator on your, uh, checking the Bumble geolocator on your Bumble matches profile spying? Like, do you consider that a version of spying? If you're looking for where they are on Bumble geolocator, is there already problems to begin with? Like where Um, this is a gray area, because if someone said to me after like the reason I am not. If I'm on a dating app and the reason that I'm not in a relationship with someone is to be able to cancel dates and not have to answer to it, okay. you know, like like the re the reason people aren't in relationships is to not have responsibility. So if if someone I'm dating after a few weeks is like, hey, you said you couldn't go out this week, but it sees your but your Bumble location was in you know, the Lower East Side, that's where a lot of bars are. I would go, you're ahead of yourself here. You're, yeah, I went out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the line? What's the, what's the line or what's the lie? What's the line? Like, what's, For, like, at what point is it, at what point is it not, is it your right to go, your geolocator has changed? Is it when they cancel dates and then they've gone to somewhere else? Or is it when... I, they say like the first time I, the second time I was, uh, didn't line up with his, the story the guy told, like I might tell a story to someone I'm dating. Yeah. I don't want you to know that I was fucking out with, right. you, well, that's date, you know, like, well, yeah, it's both like none of their business. And also like you have a right to know and judge someone by their response to that. Do you know what I mean? But in the scenario you started with where you're out with someone else, but you kind of like the person you've been seeing. Right. And then it, like, like, and then they call you and they go, Hey, Jordana, you said you couldn't hang out this week, but I saw like your location like changed to, you know, West Village and there's a lot of bars there. Is are you right. like seeing other like if someone did that to me, I'd I mean, go, if yeah, someone I'm said that other, I, you're going to have to hear if someone said too. that on like a if someone felt if someone called, that's what I'm saying for the second question, I think it, a lot of this stuff depends on how long she's, she doesn't really give that much clarity, but how many dates or how, you know, were they just talking to each other or like if I'm just talking to someone and I'm like stalking their location to see if it lines up where they're saying that they're at to me, that's none of my business. And yeah. like, they don't owe me anything. And like, it would be weird if they were very, very honest with me about exactly where they were at this point. Totally. And, th- and that's the important part of her email. For the second one, the first time I stumbled on it, the second time I was suspicious. Like, if you were suspicious, then you're not even enjoying yourself dating this person. 
Like I, I, I kind of th- live by that. Like where you're like, I was suspicious. So I got on the app and there it is. It's like you had other reasons to be suspicious. You didn't like, I, I think a lot of people want concrete reasons for their feelings. You can feel however you want. You don't have, just because you don't see that their bio, their geolocator is different. Like, you know, like in this world, this scenario she brings up, I was suspicious and I was glad to find out early on that it wasn't a good match for me. I think you have to be a little bit better at knowing what's a good match, be, trusting your instincts and, and saying no to people at that point. Like, right. And I don't think that someone, again, like I think it entirely depends on like how much she's expecting, how early in the relationship, but like someone, just because someone is dating other people early in a relationship doesn't mean that they're not a good match for you, but it could mean totally. that like, they're not at a, at the same exact phase of like, do I think it's, do I think back to the original, do I think it's spying? Yes, it's spying. I would call it stalking. That's what I call it. When I used to, when I used to do it, I would call it yeah. stalking. That, Back in my day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like if I'm, if I wasn't, if I wasn't stalking someone on a dating app, I was looking and I, and we were connected on Instagram. I was looking at their stories. I was looking, I was zooming in on the back of their stories, seeing yeah, who was in the, whose right arm was in the corner of the picture. Like, yeah, yeah. it's stalking. Own it. <laughs> Everyone's doing this, but also you have to own that it's going to be icky to see. Like you have to own yeah. like, and also own that if you see that, like, like there was something you said just, just now that like, I think is important where it's like, you know, it maybe it's okay to say it's not a good match for me to be with someone that I, that I've seen in a different location than I thought they would be in. Okay. That's your standard, you know, but right. you're going to have to, but you're going to find that a lot from people you're dating early on. If you want to, you know, find the person that's going to be like onward and upward with you. That's your right too. like, you can also be that person We're, there's no wrong in this, but I'm saying, but again, what Jordan is saying, like what you're saying right now is like the fingers got to point back at yourself at some point. Like totally agree. I mean, you, you like, I agree with what you're saying too, about like, you can have whatever standard you want. Doesn't mean it's like realistic or, or it's, it's not slightly delusional. Like you could say like, Oh, I want, to be with a guy or a girl that has, you know, hasn't had that many sexual partners. Like, yeah, you could, that could be your standard, but you might find that limiting. Yeah. And and, and you might not find a lot of people who feel badly, badly for you at the brunch table. Like if you come in and go and his location changed, am I right ladies? And they're like, you went on one date. Like no one's going to high five you. Right. So again, that's okay. You're allowed to live like, Nothing bothers me more when someone's like, well, I don't have sex until the 20th date. And it's like, I cool. Like you can do whatever you want. Like, but don't proclaim that like, well, if they're at a different geolocation, how could you? And it's like easily. I like, you know, I, again, Jess and I have talked before where it's like, there were months where she was like, yeah, I'm not like, like it's just uncomfortable in the beginning to to have those conversations. She's like, yeah, I was out there dating, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Bo- I mean, it's know. easier to have those conversations after you've established that you are something. But I, like- I I think that also these things become easier when you know what you want. So if you're sitting there going, I'm suspicious, but then you're like, but I, you know, I don't think people who really like someone and know what they're looking for in a partner are are really looking to these background gotcha moments. I think there's a moment where you go, 
now this is it. I'm just enjoying you. Like there's a, there's a point where you have to enjoy the wine you're having. Yeah. And I think there's a level of dating that you, that if you're going to be in the dating game and in the dating world, you have to accept a certain level of like, there will be a little bit of deception. There will be a little bit of like not complete, complete honesty early in the game. And just kind of like t- not not necessarily focusing or trying to like got to have these like gotcha moments. And a lot of this is what makes it hot and sexy and fun. You're not going to get back the moments of will they, won't they. There's a reason Jim and Pam, those like Jim and Pam seasons of The Office where they're like, well, she's with someone else and he's kind of flirting and they're kind of, those are the most fun seasons. There's a reason for it. That's the same for life. So I know a lot of people want concrete answers to their questions, but there's a point where you go, I don't even think you want that. Like, I don't think you want, like, like, again, like the guy in the dating app who's like, hey, babe, you're the most gorgeous girl I've ever seen on here. Would you like to go get a seven-course meal tonight? Like, a lot of women would go, "Eh, it's kind of too much too soon. Right. Yeah. There's someone out there that would go, can't wait for Works the horseback for riding, you know, like that yeah. type of thing. So I, I, it's hard. Again, if you look at geolocator, you're probably going to see something you don't want to see, but it, you were probably upset with something to begin with to make you look that. Or you're make, or perhaps you're just very anxious and you kind of like think that that will help. Like it'll help you like avoid the bad ones. But I don't think that that's everyone's really like- the mediocre one. Everyone, right. you know, like, like everyone isn't the bad one, but they're not the great one. They're somewhere in the middle. And, and again, I'm speaking for myself. Like I'm, you know, I'm speaking, you know, for most guys you're going to meet, they're like, you know, everyone's the good one when they're yours, you know, like, right. like, you know, I'm sure there's like, there's people out there. I'm sure being like, you know, oh, I can't believe anyone would date that person. And then that person becomes someone's husband or wife. Right. One man's uh, trash is another man's treasure. That's what right. I'm saying. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. 
It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You want to do some awkward sex? Let's do it. Let's do some awkward sex. This week's awkward sexual encounter is presented by Willa. Embarrassing sex stories are inevitable, but at least you like your condoms, lube, and if the sex isn't what you were hoping for, there's always your trusty vibe to do the job right. That's why we love Willa, a new line of products by Trojan brand condoms made specifically for women. This new line has two kinds of condoms, a vibe and a lube, and is created for those who make pleasure a priority. With Willa by Trojan Condoms, you come first. Get your hands on the Willa collection now available exclusively at Target. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Hi, J&J. Loyal listener and fan. Keep doing the Lord's work. Getting to the main point. I have a little awkward, spooky season sex story that I hope will give you a laugh. When I was in grad school, I met a guy through mutual friends. We really hit it off. Both of us had just gotten out of a long-term relationship and weren't looking for anything serious, but had a mutual attraction and fell into a friends with benefits situation that worked out perfectly. So rare, but it truly did exist. We had gone out with mutual friends on Halloween, ended up going back to his place at the end of the night. We were both pretty drunk. And it was apparently a ripping each other's clothes off as soon as you open the door kind of night. Best kind of night. Best kind of night. It's like, get that sexy cat outfit off of you. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, get that Dunder Mifflin, you know, Jim from the office costume off. (laughs) Partly because the sexual chemistry was great and partly because whatever costume I was wearing was uncomfortable as shit. I want to say this right now before we get into this email. She never references what the costume was. Yeah, that's weird. What was like that? That's, I feel like that's a big part of the that should be a big part of the story. Right. I mean, especially for uh, I mean, a storyteller, we need to hear the costume like I, like it's different if it's like I was a school teacher like that. OK, but let's keep, let me just get to that point, because I next thing I know. I woke, up ha- I woke up way too early for my level of hungover to, to a knock at the front door of his house. He sleepily stirred next to me, and then his eyes popped open, and he let out a, oh, shit, and frantically started putting clothes on. When I asked what was wrong, he said that he completely forgot he made plans to go Sunday breakfast with his parents. 
We stared at each other in horror as he awkwardly asked me whether I wanted to join them. He was a really nice guy. <laughs> to which I immediately replied, no, thank you. Given A, we were both very much not dating, and B, uh, the only clothes I had were my risque costume from the night before. I want to know what the costume is. Right. This is weird. What is the costume? Like if it's send sexy, us a follow-up. Yeah, we need a follow-up. If it's sexy school teacher, you could make that into breakfast attire. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's costumes that could be if rearranged a, yeah, if, in a way. If it's sort of you've made it yourself, I feel like you could fashion it in a way that works or put a hoodie on or something like that. Sure. But if it's like, if it's the one you buy from the store, that's like the yeah. the low cut <laughs> sexual yeah. outfit, lepre- yeah. sexy leprechaun, <laughs> probably not being able to do much with that. If you're in the chicken suit that I wore on stage, like that's hard to be like put on the chicken suit to go to <laughs> breakfast. Like that's, <laughs> I don't know if I would call that outfit sexy, but, um, but I'm saying yeah, in so general. a sexy version of that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He looked as How relieved. did she not, I, I, I don't understand how this listener didn't tell us what the costume Just was. Just risque costume. He looked as relieved as I felt uh, and assured me that they would leave for breakfast in a few minutes so I could leave without having to walk past his folks. I stayed in his bed and heard him and let his parents in, waited to hear them leave for breakfast so I could see myself out. After a few minutes, he slipped back into his room and explained that his mom had decided to, quote unquote, surprise him by bringing over ingredients (laughs) to cook his favorite breakfast instead of them going out to eat. I brought hash browns. (laughs) (laughs) She shows up with grocery bags. Yeah. He apologized profusely and said he was trying to think of a way to allow me to sneak out unnoticed and to sit tight. I waited and waited some more, and they were still, were, still weren't leaving. In the meantime, I had tried my best to quietly gather my things and my clothes so I could make a break for it. But I couldn't find my bra anywhere. I was searching every corner of the room and sorting back through the hazy memory of the night before, trying to remember where it possibly could have gone. Until finally my friend slipped back into his room holding out a, holding out a take-out coffee cup and looking sheepish. He said, I suggested we at least go out to grab coffee, but my dad insisted we would go get the coffee while my mom and I stayed, stayed here. He brought back an extra coffee and pulled me aside to tell me there was a bra next to the front door that he was assuming didn't belong to me and to go give the young lady some coffee in case he f- feels even half as hungover as I look. Aww, isn't that the sweetest? This is adorable. Dad is like, go give that chick you fucked a coffee because you guys are both hurting. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and give her back her bra. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. dad was was cute about it. It ended up being something we laughed about later, but I still cringe when I think back on this particular father son bonding moment. Love the whore of horrors. Happy Halloween. So well, what do you? <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever you right. kids are doing, like this progressive dad, like just being like, ah, good for you, kiddo. You know, make sure she gets out safe. You know. Yeah. Um and now I can kind of understand why this guy is such a nice guy. I mean, he's got a he's got parents who love Great and dad. adore him. Mom's bringing him over breakfast to to make <laughs> in his in his in his house. His dad is, you know, slipping his his one night stand a, a coffee. No, how does she take it? That's just he's just raised right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I agree. And also, I would assume we'd get a lot of like emailers being like Hey, can you let us know who this guy is? You got an Instagram handle? Like, I, I think a lot of people would like to be with him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he seems great. Also, it's funny. I think also this her, is a great. You know? It's funny because, like, I feel like she said grad school. Mm. So, 
they're you're kind of in grad school you're like old enough where like you assume you wouldn't have to see anyone's parents like ever again sure so it's a kind of a (laughs) quite a surprise right and but and also old enough though that like it's not that weird to it's not like sex having sex is not like so no taboo it it wasn't 18 and you know the parents are wondering you know are coming for like freshman orientation weekend or like to pick you up for fall break being like hello our little boy you know it's a little bit more adult right um I, and i'm hopefully she used a uh will a condom yeah hopefully let's you know <laughs> the, i'm sure he did if he's a responsible <laughs> young man that he seems to be this this guy does seem like the type to have in the bed uh the, in the dresser he's like I got these female-friendly Trojan condoms for you. you know, like, <laughs> Here's some lube, yeah. just in case. <laughs> Was this a red flag or deal breaker for you? To me, it's a green flag. This like, is you, a green flag. For, yeah. Like, if this happened, I mean, I don't understand why this guy, she's putting this guy in, like, the we're friends zone. Like, what's wrong? She that's said I, it that's wor- what I don't probably, understand. But that's probably why it, she's saying that's why it worked. They both were kind of like, cool with the you know like when she says like you know it's so rare but it truly did exist mutual friends with benefits can exist like two people on the same page we need a body to like snuggle up to um i need this you know i I, physical connection that i don't want to like necessarily like go out like looking for i want to trust it that can exist for both men and women and you go yeah we're in grad school we're gonna graduate i'm moving somewhere you're moving somewhere i kind of want to like see what single is life in that next city. I can understand this phase of life it working well. Yeah, I could see that too. I don't know. For me, I just feel like it's so hard. It would be so hard for me to have like sex, like that kind of sex and like good sex with someone mm. that I feel like emotionally invested in. But I'm sure there are other people who are more easily able to like separate the, those two. I feel like if I'm sleeping with someone, like I like, like them. <laughs> and, and you're like, I want that coffee from dad and to discuss what, you know, dad's doing. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. like what and the then family discuss, does on the holidays. Yeah. I want to be like in this family now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to be in this family too. I, I, has anything similar happened to you? With someone's parents? I mean, I feel like I've, I definitely had like a, uh, Halloween, post Halloween morning walk of shame. Mm. Um, but not with anyone's parents there. Thankfully, I feel like it's gotta be weird enough to leave in your costume in your risque costume. This just adds like an extra layer to it. I'll tell a story um, that I don't think is out of turn for me to tell. I was, uh, it was Thanksgiving. The night before Thanksgiving is like the biggest party night of the year. As most people know that Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving Eve, big drinking night, big getting back together with high school people night. Um, And I remember, you know, it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and I was kind of like out of the hangout, whatever. Like I was just like, I was just home and like went to bed Woke up the next day and I walked downstairs and my brother was home as well. And he was at like, he's in his like high school heyday, Thanksgiving Eve is going to. And I remember (laughs) my mom and dad and I were all like having breakfast or like, you know, my mom puts out like a spread and she goes to the front door and she's like, whose shoes are these and she's like so loud so like not she like my mom operates in this world where like there's no like oh maybe i should back off on like it's just all the same discretion 
No. She's, not. she's going, look at these little shoes. And they were like little tiny women's shoes. And it's like, who's in these? And I'm like, what the fuck do you think is happening? <laughs> who's do you think they are? They're yeah. not yours. Yeah, Harry Your found it. Like, <laughs> my brother's found a whole new life. He wants to tell you something this weekend. Like, no, they're fucking women's shoes. There's someone upstairs. And she's like, and she wouldn't stop. And I just remember like, whose shoes? Oh, my God. Wow, look at, they're so cute. Like, she was like positive but also like so loud that i just imagine this woman who was like i think he was my my brother's like col or high school girlfriend that like right you know whatever and i just imagine them like hut shuddering under the covers just like oh my god like hearing this loud jewish you know fucking bird caw downstairs <laughs> you know? you're mine okay <laughs> hey everybody and like, it's right. like a, i can't remember if she walked down and like had this moment of like good to see everybody gonna get my shoes you know i feel like when you're like a boy mom and mm. you're like you're the only woman in the house you almost become more of that person like you have yeah. you almost like you have to like exaggerate like your you're not as feminine I, qualities. I think you're not as in tune with the embarrassment that a young woman might feel. That too. I, I think because you're not going through the ebbs and flows of like your daughter being 12 right. and 13 and then in high school. You're not getting those stories. Like, I mean, I reference this all the time. Um, Peter's season of The Bachelor. Peter was The Bachelor in the end of his season. Barbara, Barb, his <laughs> mom became this central character and she was acting yeah I, uh, it, she was acting really you know not nice in a lot of She's these not scenarios. hiding her feelings yeah she had no hiding of her feelings and i was like and a lot of people were like barbara's crazy and i was like no 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 no. that's a mom with two sons yeah mom with two sons is 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 the lioness of this house and acts a different type of like insanity than maybe mom with daughter and son mom with two daughters it's just a diff a different like queen of the mountain with no other women in sight like it's yeah. just a different dynamic i see it all the time your opinion because i think you're the only female is like that much more heightened totally and and i again you see it i'm sure fathers with two daughters is different like you know i in a different way that i don't understand because i'm a son with a brother and a mom and you know what i mean like i know that that's why i was so familiar with that dynamic and people were like how could she act that way and i'm like oh i can tell you very well like there was a point where they went to the dad to ask him a question he just like bowed his head as as barbara started talking i was like i've seen this this, this right. dog and pony show that's funny my dad has five daughters and i feel like he is just overwhelmed with the like <laughs> with the like dramatic estrogen that is always happening that he is like so quiet. Sure. I mean, this <laughs> yeah, is something the you, yeah, you see that a lot too with like yeah. men with daughters. They're just more like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> it's kind of do that noise forever. Yeah. We're just like uh, screaming at each other and he's like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, 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 to me, this is, uh, I totally understand it, and I'm happy I'd for this, this woman. I, oh, yeah, the name. What, what would you call it? Well, it reminded me of a mix between that show Parental Control and mm. Room Raiders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, parental Raiders? Parental Raider, Raiders, yeah, room, room Control. I don't know. Let me give her credit first. The Horror of Horrors is a great name for this. I gave, got some names 
goodbye kitty instead of hello kitty because I imagine her maybe dressed as a kitty cat. So goodbye kitty. Parental yes. peep show. Breakfast break in. Uh, breakfast in bed. Uh, morning, oh. morning after mom. Cup of hot steaming mom. <laughs> Cup of hot steaming mom. <laughs> Boo, mom's here. And the last one, International House of Parents. Oh, I like that. Oh, what about boo, you whore? <laughs> I like that. Boo, you whore. That's good, too. Uh, that's this week's uh, Awkward Sexual Encounter presented by Willa. Yes. This week's Awkward Sexual Encounter was brought to you guys by Willa by Trojan Brand Condoms, helping you take pleasure into your own hands. With Willa, you come first. Get your hands on the Willa Collection now, available exclusively at Target. The Vibe and condoms are available now, and the lube just hit the shelves. You can buy online at Target.com or visit Trojanbrands.com to learn more. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do an email. Let's do an email. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hit it. All right. We got a relationship question. Always a fun one. Sure. Hey, guys. OG fan of the pod here. Thanks so much for continuing to put put out the most entertaining, real, and informative content. My semi-long distance boyfriend of 1.5 years wants to adopt slash rescue a dog so badly and talks about it all the time. I, on the other hand, have no interest in getting a dog. Sorry, dog people. Uh, I honestly fear, fear that him getting one could make or break our relationship. I have told him many times that a dog is not my priority right now. I feel that we should both be focused more on saving money. It, w- it wouldn't necessarily be our dog, but we've been planning on moving in together in the near future. He respects my feelings on the matter, but I feel bad for being so negative about it. I just don't think it's the best idea right now, and I'm not interested. So what should I do? I know he's going to continue bringing it up. For reference, yeah. he's 27 with two roommates, and I'm 24 and live at home. Would love and appreciate any advice. Thanks. It's very interesting the way she, you know, I say this a lot with these emails. The answers are usually in the email. This isn't a, to me, this isn't a question about a dog. Okay. I, I don't know how you feel. Like, the, the way she has written this email, and I'll, I'll pull some quotes, is both be focused on saving money. We're pl- we've been planning on moving in together for the n- in the near future, uh, but I and then she writes uh, for reference. He's 27 with two roommates and 24, and I'm living at home. She may so she found it important to let us know that he's 27 with two roommates and I'm 24 living at home. 
and that we both want to save money and we're planning on moving together in the near future. So to me, it seems as though she, and she's saying, she goes, I'm so negative about it. It sounds like she's negative about his priorities in life and his priority seems to be dog uh, as opposed to moving in with her sooner than later. Right. I mean, yeah, that clears. It, I think she shows that he's like living with two roommates to show he's clearly not like the most like financially set person. He has two roommates and he's sure. What is he? 27, she said. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, not it's that's not fine. like that's not like such a crazy situation. But I think she's yeah, she's doing that to highlight that, like, maybe he should be getting his own apartment before he gets a dog or maybe he should be, you know, get, uh, focused on like um, moving in with me before he gets this dog. Sure. I Well, I think that's that's a big thing is because right. to me, when she's 24 and living at home, I would assume and she's get she, t- to me. I don't think she's living at home like thinking like, OK, I'll just move out next week. She I think she's making decisions with him in mind and she thinks that he's making decisions without her in mind. Like he's like, right. I got to get a dog. And she goes, even though and she even wrote. Um, I, I, dog's not my priority right now. I feel that we should be more focused right. on saving money. It ne- and she writes, it n- wouldn't necessarily be our dog. To me, he's like, I want to get a dog. And she's sitting there being like, no, we shouldn't get a dog. He goes, well, maybe I'll get a dog. And it's like, this is the languaging of one person who's thinking of their future together and another person who's right. like doing it is kind of not thinking of them together as a future. He's probably thinking month to month rather than year to year. Right. He's not thinking of them as a we. She's thinking of them as a we. Yes. And like how, and I think that that, that like you said, is sort of the bigger conversation of like, are you guys in the same place in your life where you want the same things on the same timeline? I think that's the real question here. Not like, should we get this dog or not get this dog? Yeah. Uh, that's like, that's how it's coming to life. But I mean, it's like anything else. Last week we talked about like the the video in the in the apartment. It's not really about usually when, when couples fight, it's not about the actual fight. It's about what that means in the larger sense. So for that, we said it was about like, you know, do you trust him? Does the person trust you? Mm. This is not like about the dog itself. Like we're not going to tell you whether you should or shouldn't get the dog. The issue is that like you might be in a place where you want to get into a serious relationship, want to feel more like an adult and you're dating someone who's not really in that big of a rush to do that. Yeah, and I, again, from his perspective, I if I was dating someone 24, living at home, waiting to move their life forward for me to move forward with them, I wouldn't like that. I, I would be kind okay. of like not into that. I, I, I would be like, I would want that person, I mean, this is what I would be attracted to, but I can imagine that there's a lot of men out there who would agree, where it's like, I would want her to say, yeah, I'm moving out on in June. Uh, it sounds like you're like, what are we going to do about this lease? Like, it sounds like you're doing your own thing. I'm going to like, where's I, I do think that there's it's this is way him way more him telling her where he stands and maybe she's taking it. Like, okay. I, I wouldn't. If I'm like, hey, I want to get a dog, and she's like, well, when's the move-in? And she says, we're on this. He respects my feelings on the matter of planning a new move-in on the in the in the future. It's like I, I we, but we've been planning on moving in in the fu- in the near future. Like I, I think like there's a shit or get off the pot moment. Like, do you want to move in with me or not? Like, you think she I, should say that to him? 
Yeah, I think there's a point where she goes, you know, I don't want, she has to say to him, I think there's got to be a thing where it's like, she has to, to, you know, separate, and this would be my thought. Does she want to move in, does she want to move from her parents' house or does she only want to move from her parents' house because they can move in together? Right. Is she trying to get her life together? And that's bringing me back to your other question, your thing about being turned off by like her, the, her position as well. Mm. Um, like, does she want to get her life together or does she want to like get her life together only with him? Yeah. Like, or is she trying to maintain independence or is she trying to gain, maintain and like get independence through this person? That, that's a, that's the way I would, that's a better way to put it because I, I don't think like, just because she's home at 24 doesn't mean her life isn't together. Like I, I, I think right. it's normal to be home at 24, especially with what's going on right now. People have given up leases. People have found ways to kind of like get by and save money while things are going on. But like, again, this seems like a differentiating opinion on how she is getting through to the next level of life. Okay. Like, again, the way you said it, like, are you doing that? Are we, are we going through to the next, you know, to 2021 together or am I figuring out 2020 on my, 2021 on my own and we're just kind of hooking up? Right. And I think that's, that's kind of what she really wants to know. Sure. More than what she, the more than she wants to know. I think she's just taking this as like, cause she's saying, I think it could be a deal breaker. So it's like if you break up over this, you didn't break up over like him wanting to get a dog. You broke up over him like not wanting to like get into that we state with you where he wants to make his decisions with you and make them in a way that like yeah, it's is a, reflective of, of you guys moving forward into something more serious. Yeah, you're you're breaking up because of priorities. She even used the word pr- my priority. The dog that a dog is not my priority right now. And my and, like I think that next she's missing a part of that sentence. I have told him many times that a dog is not my priority right now. My priority is moving out of my parents' house and in with you. Is that not on your list? Because if you get a dog, how will that affect me getting into a new apartment with you? Like, that's kind of like the line of questioning. And to me, when you say it that way, it's not like, hey, I'm waiting for you. When are you going to make me a woman? It's more like, I need to figure out what my plan is here. Right. It's more about you than yeah. about than making it about like him or what he's doing wrong. It's about how his decisions are affecting you. And this like is a better like you said, that's a better way to directly tie it to like to you because you can't argue that. Yeah, you can't you be can't. like, well, like I really want a dog. And you're like, well, I need to know if you say, well, I need to know how this getting this dog will affect my future plans. Mm-hmm. That's not a conversation you can avoid and just keep saying that you want a dog. Yeah. And it's it it, it, it and it the dog thing becomes like what people redirect things to to, that are a more comfortable fight. What, you hate dogs? I thought you loved dogs. Oh, what kind of person doesn't like dogs? No, I hate living at home and thinking I'm dating someone who's not looking towards the future. Right. That's the real issue. We should be couples (laughs) therapists. Look at us. That's right. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. All right, first one. You start dating someone and you find out that they were on Married at First Sight, a show where a team of matchmakers assign you to a husband or wife 
and the contestants meet for the first time at the altar and have to get married right then and there. At the end of the season, they decide to stay married or get divorced. Thank you for explaining <laughs> the concept of the show. They, yeah, well, I'm happy it was explained so yeah. we don't have to do it. I've watched the show. I don't want to date any. I, I, this is a deal breaker for me. I'm not looking to date anyone where marriage is a goal. Like, okay. Having a life with someone should That's be a goal. That's not true. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's true. If you go on that show, you need to get married. You're okay. like, I gotta have, I gotta get married and then I'll figure out the rest later. There's no taste in that. Ver- but a goal versus like a, like a desire. I maybe like, you can, yeah, I would love can, to have a life never... with someone that's right for me. Is different. Okay, so maybe the way I put it is you're you're right. It's you're saying wrong. you would never date someone who has a desire to get married. But you're that's not what I'm saying. I no, but I, I let me reframe because that's not what I meant to say. You're right. I don't want to date someone where I need to get married no matter who it is. Okay, <laughs> like that's I funny. that's a, probably the better way to put it because I. Like, I do want to get married. I do want to have a family. I want to move on with life. I, I think that's like, I want to like be able to live, you know, and, but I don't want to just live with anybody. Right. You want someone who wants to marry the right, the right person. I want to, yeah. And I want to marry someone who would have dumped me if I didn't act the right way. <laughs> like, like that's why I, you do all the tests. That's right. <laughs> that's why I'm a piece of shit and yell and scream and I'm annoying. What about you, Jordana? Um, yeah, I agree. I think that would be just as much of a turnoff for me as it would for you. Um, the idea that someone just wants to get married. That so if you go on the show, you're like, I'm tired of dating. I just want to marry. I just want to do it just to do it. Yeah. Like you're, I, I you're wanna... absolving yourself of all your insecurities at this point. Yeah. Well, like I, I would, I would marry someone and... that went on the bachelor. Would you, you would, or you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. Um, it depends, like what their motivation was, and how and the, how they were portrayed. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I agree with you. But I'm saying, like, the idea of going on The Bachelor when you're 24, and like, hey, I'll check this thing out. It could be fun, vacation for a couple months, and you could right. be a well-adjusted person. Okay, on the Bachelor yeah, it could just be like way. a fun thing that you're doing. Yeah, uh, you know, we got far along. We actually dated for a bit, but you know, whatever. You know, like I could see how that could be a phase of life. Right. This married at first sight, I don't see how that's a phase of. I don't see how someone goes on there to get famous or to to take a vacation. Like this seems like right. very. You don't much even not. get any Instagram followers. Yeah, <laughs> some of the them point? do well. Some of them have a have a following. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think I would. I wouldn't be into it because, like, again, you don't want. No one wants to be with someone who would be with anyone. I don't think so. What about Love Is Blind? Would you? Would you? Would that be a deal breaker? They were on Love Is Blind. Jessica, 35. Um, yes. Now she's 35. I think at the time she was 34. Jessica, 34. <laughs> yeah, Love is Blind, I would, I would... That's another one where it's like, hey, we got this new reality show. You should check it out. You know, I, I can understand that. Like, They don't have to get married. They don't have to get married. And yeah, they, I could understand why someone would go on that. Especially now that it's like a very popular... Like, I'm sure season two is going to be huge. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be as good, but let's just, yeah. uh, we'll we'll talk about it when it when it comes out. For sure. Okay, let's do another. Hopefully you guys find this as hilarious as I did. I reconnected with a guy from my past a few months ago after seeing him at an outdoor event. We live about we live about 90 miles from each other, so we talked for a while before actually seeing each other. A few weekends ago, I came to his house to spend the weekend together. 
On Saturday afternoon, this dude eats seven eggs, scrambled. Two hours later, he eats a half a large pizza, several pieces of cheesy bread, and three chocolate chip cookies along with drinking three Diet Cokes. He then proceeds to vomit in the middle of the night. Is this a red flag? <laughs> yes. This, this sounds like my night last night. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like he has some weird relationship uh, issues with food, I would say. Yeah. But also maybe maybe it, it kind of depends on like the, co- the context. I would have to see if this happened more than once. I think one time you're kind of like in a mode of like decadence. You overate, like fine. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a toddler. This sounds like a 10-year-old that was changed into an adult for the day by a sorcerer. And then just acted like a 10-year-old. Like, they were like, I can eat whatever I want. Seven eggs, <laughs> half a pizza, cookies, no moms. This is great. Like, it feels like a uh, big, you know, for 2020. It seems kind of odd that he, yeah, I, I agree with that. It seems kind of odd that he wouldn't, like, control himself on this first, like, real I, encounter. Date. I will like, say He's this, already I- making himself very comfortable on this <laughs> yeah. first well, I, I do have a memory of dating Jess in the beginning and we went out and got food and coming back so full that I had to puke. Like I like like feeling like sick from dinner, but I I don't think I spent the day on seven eggs and a cookies and like I think it was just like I got an extra thing of rice. One really sushi. good meal. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> like I did I got rice that I didn't need. But um yeah, this to me, like if someone did this, I'd be like, What connection do you have to adulthood? So it'd be a deal breaker for you. No, red flag. I, uh, but also, again, what you said is correct. Like, does this keep happening? Right. That to me is the bigger question. Like, can you, do you have no self-control or is this like a. Also, or do um, they have a, a, a one-off. Really, yeah, a one-off event, fine. But if they have a really bad relationship with food, like it could even be dire. It could even be like, like if this guy's like weightlifting all week and then the one day a week he he decides to do like the rocks cheat meals with you right (laughs) you know i I would be turned off if he wasn't like super embarrassed about this i think yeah i would need some embarrassment i don't know if i was embarrassed i wonder if jess remembers (laughs) Uh, probably not (laughs) let's do another. probably not embarrassed enough anyway (laughs) yeah probably not he sends you a link to a zoom meeting instead of just facetiming you yes he has an iphone no green texts this guy I've been seeing for a little over a month sent me a Zoom link for a FaceTime date. This guy is 29. What is he, a grandpa? Is that weird or what? <laughs> Love all that you do. Signed, concerned future new girlfriend. Um, I thought this conversation was kind of funny, too, so I included okay. it. Yeah, Let's it read in. the combo. Um, she, was my next, she was my next call is an internal sync at 730. Would love to unwind with you for a bit and... Uh, and more about what constitutes an exciting project. Uh, I'm on a silly Zoom of my own until 7.15-ish. But if you're open to squeezing in a 15-minute session, I can quickly join you then. Sweet. <laughs> let's do it. Wine glasses clinking. Well, it's so weird to call it a session. Like, Yeah. This it sounds, all, all sounds very work corporate. It, ve- it does sound corporate. So then he sends join our cloud HD video meeting and sends a Zoom <laughs> invite. And then she she points to the to the invitation. Was this an invitation to a Zoom of our own or the one you're currently in? Ha ha, our own. <laughs> He's so excited. Ha <laughs> ha, uh, are you not a FaceTime user? I find the sound quality much better. 
We can FaceTime, no problem. I like Zoom, but either is okay, A-okay by me. I think I the mean, bigger red flag is the A-OK. <laughs> A-OK with a dash. He really went into A-OK land. Right. Um, I think it's a big problem that she was like, oh, the sound quality is better. What the fuck? No, it isn't. You just felt right. uncomfortable. Here's why I think after reading this conversation, I, here's why I think it's like fine. It's like mm. they're already in like this weird, like they're talking about a meeting between meetings. Of their yeah, own. they're both. He, to me, this is a very male thing where it's like oh we're both on zoom already you're by your yeah. computer bring up zoom i don't have to facetime's annoying I, I i can't stand these people that don't realize facetime isn't annoying you have to do arm crunches for an undetermined amount of time like like right. you have to do like to whole figure out your, where to put it where to put it like the guy's got his computer set up you have your computer set up you both can look great i'm i'm for him i i think this guy's a great dude yeah, I think especially in the context of their conversation, because totally. it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't like, oh, we want to FaceTime on Saturday. Like, <laughs> here's a Zoom link. It's like, it's like tonight we're already in Zoom. We're the way that they're talking to each other is weird because it already it sounds like they're work colleagues. It's very professional. <laughs> yeah, and also, what is he the said a internal sync? <laughs> what is he a grandpa? We found out about Zoom six months ago. I know this year has gone a long time. <laughs> But like, it's not like he was like, call me on the rotary dial uh, dial phone. Right. You know, like it wasn't like he left you this a is the voicemail. same person who's like, being single is so terrible. <laughs> he sent me a Zoom. What a fucking loser. Yeah. Take the fucking Zoom. Oh, how could he not do FaceTime? How could he not do Google Hangouts? How could he not read my mind? It's like, no. This was this a very fine. easy solution. He, and he even said, squeeze in a 15-minute session. I'm not in on session, but... Session sync internal. Yeah. Those are not sexy terms. But you, needed, you only had 15 minutes. Pop it on. You got Zoom in front of you. This is a solution. Yeah. This is fine. Well, we did it again. Jordana, we solved dating. Great work this week. Um, we're here every Wednesday. Keep sharing. Telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. And we'll be back next episode. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Dana Samuel. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Pod on Instagram. And email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.